RTHK, the news at one with Todd Harding. The headlines, a woman arrested on the mainland in connection with the murder of socialite Abby Choi is released on bail. A magnitude 4.5 earthquake is recorded in Guangdong province and Hong Kong stocks tumble more than 2.5% in morning trading after Wall Street closed lower following hawkish comments from the US Federal Reserve. A woman arrested on the mainland in connection with the murder of socialite Abby Choi has been released on bail. The 29-year-old was handed over to Hong Kong police yesterday after being picked up by mainland authorities. Appearing at Kowloon City Court, Pun Hao Yin was charged with assisting Choi's ex-husband, Alex Kwong, in an alleged bid to flee the SAR. She was released on $50,000 bail and is due back in court in May. A magnitude 4.5 earthquake was recorded in Guangdong early this morning, the third tremor felt by Hong Kongers in the past two months. Mainland authorities say the quake took place at 5.15 this morning near Dongyuan County in the city of Heruan, some 180 kilometres north of the SAR. More than 100 residents reported that they felt the tremor for a few seconds. The White House says it supports a bipartisan bill in the U.S. Congress that will give President Biden new powers to ban the Chinese-owned app TikTok and other foreign technologies it believes could pose security threats. The White House National Security Advisor said it would help prevent certain foreign governments from exploiting technology services in a way that posed risks to sensitive data. Before the bill was published, Michael Beckerman, TikTok's head of public policy for the Americas, gave his view of the Senate's approach. The broad concerns of national security, the concerns over where does data go, the concerns over how algorithms work and how platforms work are not unique to TikTok. These are very broad issues that impact all Internet platforms, including some of the larger American Internet platforms as well. And so for us, we've been working on this for a number of years and we've devised a solution that protects user data and provides unprecedented levels of transparency and accountability around the code, around the algorithm. IT sector lawmaker Duncan Chu says the rise in cases of phishing and other kinds of internet fraud is an irreversible trend given the widespread use of the internet in modern life. He was commenting after a cybersecurity watchdog said there were over 13,000 phishing attacks in Hong Kong in the fourth quarter of 2022. Mr Chu said the government needed to continually raise public awareness over new types of cybercrime as well as help small and medium-sized enterprises invest in cyber protection solutions. We definitely have to uh, keep up with the education job. Uh, we have to um, be on the very forefront about what is uh, the latest trend, what kind of crime people are committing, because they sort of like likely to, to repeat the same skill on different people. Um, uh, a shared information center is also useful. Uh, like in the banks, they have some shared data. You know, if previously they have some IP that has committed uh, a certain uh, crime or deceptions, they can just blacklist and block the uh, that particular IP. Hong Kong stocks tumbled more than 2.5% in morning trading after Wall Street closed lower following hawkish comments from the US Federal Reserve. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said the bank will probably have to raise interest rates more than expected in response to what he called recent strong economic data. He added that it could also potentially increase its rate hikes if it thinks tougher measures are needed to control inflation. He was speaking in his semi-annual testimony before the Senate Banking Committee. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. 
As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be, to be higher than previously anticipated. If the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we'd be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. Two subsidiaries of the Hong Kong exchanges and clearing are facing legal action over cancelled nickel trades, with claimants seeking damages of more than £10 million. The subsidiaries in question are London Metal Exchange and the clearinghouse LME Clear. According to a statement by HKEX published today, the claim in question concerns losses from nickel cancellations that took place in March of last year following significant upward price movements in the nickel market. The claimants are seeking damages for the losses and said the move was an unlawful interference with their human rights. Cathay Pacific has posted its third year of annual losses, announcing that it was more than 6.5 billion Hong Kong dollars in the red for 2022. That compares with a loss of over 5.5 billion a year ago. This is also the third consecutive year that shareholders will receive no dividend. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, the company said business improved in the second half of last year. Its CEO, Ronald Lam, said he was encouraged to see bright lights at the end of the tunnel in the second half adding that the positive momentum has continued into 2023. The United Nations Refugee Agency has called on lawmakers in Britain to reconsider draft laws that would detain and deport asylum seekers arriving by boat. The UNHCR said the measures violated both the letter and the spirit of the Refugees Convention by punishing asylum seekers who don't enter a country at an official border point. Vicky Tennant is the agency's representative to the United Kingdom. We're very concerned as the UN Refugee Agency. This is effectively closing off access to asylum in the UK um, for people arriving irregularly. We believe it's a clear breach of the Refugee Convention. And remember, even people with very compelling claims will simply not have the opportunity to put these forward. The British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak insists the legislation is the only way to deter people making the journey by sea. There have been mass rallies across France and widespread disruption to services as protests continued against plans to reform pensions. Many of the country's biggest unions have been taking part in the stoppages, affecting transport, schools and many public services. The Interior Ministry estimated that 1.3 million people took to the streets, but one union put the turnout at 3.5 million. This protester at a demonstration north of Paris says the government's proposals are morally wrong. This reform goes in the wrong direction. It wants to make us work more when everyone is saying we should work less because the more we work, the more we produce, the more we use resources. And in the sake of climate change, we need to use less and less resources. So we need more time to live, to enjoy and not to work, not to produce more. The United Nations says it expects the damage from last month's earthquakes in Turkey to exceed 100 billion US dollars in that country alone. The UN is trying to raise money at a donor conference next week. The BBC's Imogen Folks reports. The earthquakes took just minutes to cause devastation that will take billions of dollars and years to repair. UN aid agencies warn that lack of investment in rebuilding will disrupt livelihoods and education. But a first UN appeal for immediate emergency aid to the earthquake regions is less than 10% funded. Multiple crises are competing for cash and nearly all aid operations are short of money. 
Protests in the Georgian capital Tbilisi have continued late into the night against proposed legislation requiring organizations that receive funding from abroad to register as foreign agents. Police used water cannon and tear gas to try to disperse protesters who gathered outside parliament. The Georgian president, Salom Zurabishvili, gave her support to the protesters. I am by your side. Today you represent a free Georgia. Georgia, which sees its future in Europe, will not allow anyone to take that away. That future belongs to our next generation, and no one has the right to take that away. No one needed this law. It does not come from anywhere if not at the behest of Moscow. It should be revoked. From the very first day, I said that I would use my veto against it, and I will. Brazilian and Portuguese police have dismantled a sham company that defrauded thousands of Brazilians. Six people have been arrested. Brazilian police said it was started by a Czech national based in Lisbon who recruited low-paid Brazilian workers to phone people to convince them to invest in stocks. The BBC's Alison Roberts has more. According to police, the hundreds of low-paid Brazilians tasked with phoning people in Brazil and convincing them to make fake stock market investments were encouraged to watch the 2013 movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio as a sociopathic broker and mimic the character's gung-ho behaviour. Victims were told their money had been lost on the market and encouraged to put in more in the hope of reversing the losses. Over at least four years, the group is believed to have tricked thousands and made millions of dollars. According to local reports, agents disguised themselves as down-and-outs to infiltrate the ring and catch the suspects. Israeli forces have killed at least six Palestinians in a raid on Janine in the occupied West Bank. The armed forces says one of the dead is a militant suspected of killing two Jewish settlers in Huara last week. It said troops fired shoulder-launched missiles against a building after he barricaded himself inside. Palestinian officials condemned the raid, saying it could lead to a new escalation. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu praised the military. The soldiers of the Israeli Defense Force today eliminated the abominable terrorist who murdered in cold blood the brothers Halel and Yagil Yaniv. Whoever hurts us, his blood is on his head. The killing of the Israelis in Huara last week prompted a violent attack on the Palestinian town by Jewish settlers. Scientists in Britain have found that bumblebees learn to solve puzzles by watching their more experienced peers. The researchers said their study showed that not only instinct but also social learning play a huge role in societies of bees, ants and wasps. The BBC's Charles Haviland has this report. The experts devised a puzzle box that could be opened using either a blue tab or a red tab to access a sugar reward inside. They trained groups of so-called demonstrator bumblebees to open the box using one of the two methods, watched by a set of observer bees. When the observers tackled the task, 98% of the time they used the method they had witnessed, even after discovering the alternative option. The bees therefore learned this behaviour socially, not through discovery. The scientists' broader conclusion is that innovations can spread like social media memes through insect colonies, and they can respond quickly to new environmental challenges. To sports, and we start with football's European Champions League and a big night for Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Chilwell kicks it away from his time. Chilwell's cross. Sterling misses his kick. Still Sterling. Still and scores! Chelsea overturned a first-leg deficit against Borussia Dortmund to advance in the Champions League. Goals from Raheem Sterling and Kai Havertz saw Chelsea win the second leg 2-0 to reach the quarterfinals 2-1 on aggregate. The former England defender Lee Dixon was at the game. 
Well, it's a brilliant performance, it really was, and I'm really happy for Graham Potter. He's taken an awful, taken an awful lot of flack over the last few weeks, and it's a, a really together feel about this Chelsea side tonight. And they've got to carry that forward now in the Champions League, but also in the league programme. If they fight like this every week and play like this every week, there's no reason why they can't climb up that league pretty quickly. Benfica marched into the last eight by crushing club Bruges 5-1 in the second leg in Lisbon. Gonzalo Ramos scored twice as Benfica progressed 7-1 on aggregate. Tonight, Bayern Munich hosts Paris Saint-Germain for the second leg of their last 16 tie. The German side hold a 1-0 advantage. Tottenham will try to replicate Chelsea's success. Spurs are at home looking to overturn a 1-0 deficit against AC Milan. Meanwhile, the Tottenham manager Antonio Conte says he made a mistake in trying to come back too soon following gallbladder surgery. Conte initially returned for two games before missing the last four matches while he recovered in Italy. For sure I, I undervaluate the recovery after surgery and, um, and for this reason uh, I think that uh, yeah, for my sense of responsibility I wanted to come back uh, early. I undervaluated the, the situation, the surgery, but maybe I overvaluated my, my body, my... <laughs> And myself. European football's governing body, UEFA, will refund Liverpool fans who bought tickets for last year's Champions League final against Real Madrid. There were chaotic scenes before the match in Paris with fans penned against fences and tear-gassed. The BBC's Joe Wilson reports. The final at the Stade de France was delayed by more than half an hour. French police used tear gas outside the stadium and many Liverpool supporters gave deeply troubling testimony of their experiences. An independent report said UEFA bore primary responsibility for what went wrong. And now the governing body says its refund plan will cover all of Liverpool's ticket allocation for the game. That's more than 19,000 supporters. Real Madrid fans and neutral supporters can also apply for refunds if they were in the most affected areas of the ground. And a look at the weather forecast. It will be mainly fine and warm today. Visibility will be fairly low tonight and we can expect some light winds. The outlook, low visibility in the next couple of days, but it'll stay warm. Cloudier over the weekend and winds will strengthen from the north on Sunday night. It'll be slightly cooler to begin with next week. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 24 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity now at 67%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A woman arrested on the mainland in connection with the murder of socialite Abby Choi is released on bail. A magnitude 4.5 earthquake is recorded in Guangdong province and Hong Kong stocks tumble more than 2.5% in morning trading after Wall Street closed lower following hawkish comments from the US Federal Reserve. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
been tripping out, I've been tripping out about you daily. I've been out of my mind, looking all kind of crazy. Oh, hope you know I, hope you know I'm not greedy. I David Guetta and Saturday, Sunday. Well, it's Wednesday and it's great to be with you. It's 18 minutes past one. In a few minutes from now, we'll catch up with trumpet player extraordinaire and our friend Paul Archibald, live from Bangkok for a International Women's Day classical music bit. you are. 